Who am I? Am I what I do? An artist? An accountant? A teacher? A mother? Or am I what I've achieved? An honor student? An MVP? A winner? Am I the things I've done right? Or am I defined by the things I've done wrong? Am I a saint? A sinner? What about what others think of me? Am I all of these things? None of these things? Who am I? How I identify myself determines how I approach life. If I am what I do, I'll always need to do more and achieve more to find my value. If I am what others say, I'll always try to please people instead of my Heavenly Father. But if I listen to who God says I am and embrace His identity in me, I'll find the freedom to live out all He has planned for me. God calls me His child. He says I am wise and restored, that I'm a brand new creation in Christ. I am chosen and holy and blameless before God. He calls me His masterpiece. I am loved by God. He says I am made complete through the grace and mercy of Jesus, my Savior. And when I see myself the way God sees me, I walk with confidence because I trust the one who answers the question, who am I? What's up, guys? I'm Ryan. Thank you for so much for coming out to live. Man, I love that video. You guys like that video? Yeah? Cole, you like that video? What's up, man? I like that hat you're wearing. Well, hey guys, thank you for coming out. If this is your first time, thank you so much for having the courage to come out. Again, my name is Ryan, and I'm uh, the college pastor of Alive. We're from the Vineyard Church. And so tonight, if you didn't pick it up from the video, we are focusing on identity. Have you guys ever wondered or asked your, yourself, who are you? I know I've asked myself that many times and still do to this day. Who am I? And as we're still talking about kind of the vision of Alive being in our first month, as you guys know, last week we talked about who the father is because, again, we go to college, we go to life, we go through different jobs and different relationships and asking ourselves, well, what's my purpose? What are we meant to do? What are we meant to become? But we can't really figure that out if we don't know who we are. And we can't know who we are until we know up here and in here from whom we come from. And so we looked at last week, we looked at, well, how do we know who our father is? And we looked at passages and stories where Jesus said, you know who the Father is when you know who I am. Because when you look at me, you see him. And as we grow closer to Jesus, as we look at him, he came to model us, to model to us who our dad is and where we come from. And I don't know about you, but the truth hit me last week that God didn't come and just send Jesus down to forgive us, but to bring us home to the Father. That he sent Jesus to bring us home to our dad. And so today, with that truth, we're going, to take, we're going to go down the rabbit trail a little deeper, a little farther, and look at, now that we know who our dad is, and we know who our father is, and we're on the journey, a lifelong journey, of knowing who he is, let's start to look at who are we. Will you pray with me? God, I just thank you, Father. I just thank you for family. And Father, I just thank you that you are here with us. And I thank you that you promise us that we're two or three gathered, surely you are there. And God, just as last week, I can't stand up here and pretend to act like I know it all because I don't. So Holy Spirit, will you come and speak to me and through me? Awaken our hearts to help us know again who you are and who we are in you. Show us our identity, God, so then we can know our destiny and purpose in this life. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come and do what only you can do and speak to your kids. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, thank you guys so much for coming out again. So we are looking at identity and the vision um, of alive and who we are and whose we are. And I first wanted to start off with a quote. I'm reading this book actually from a personal mentor of mine, Terry Wardle. It's called Identity Matters. 
And there's so many books and sermons out there about identity. And, and if you think about it, we, I don't know if, any, if you're like me at all, we look for identity in so many different things. From the people we hang out with, from the clothes we wear, from, from the, the, the things we study, from the sports that we play, from the music that we listen to. We identify with so many different things. And if, if you're anything like me in my story, in my life, I've identified so much with what I do because I didn't really know who I was. And so I feel like the Lord's had me on a journey of unraveling that and going backwards to the basics of who he is as he shows me who I am. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want my external circumstances and the things I do to define me, but I want my maker, my God, to define me so that I can start to define the external circumstances and the things that I walk in and do. I don't want being a college pastor at the Vineyard Church to define me because guess what? I'm not always going to be that. But I want to know who I am as a son and who you guys are as sons and daughters and who Jesus is in me and most of all who I am in him. So I wanted to read this quote from this book that hit me. And it says this, our understanding of identity matters. It is the foundation of our well-being, self-esteem, and self-worth, which directly influences our quest for purpose and significance in this life. Unfortunately, we live in a society that insists on performance and people-pleasing as the only acceptable pathway to security and acceptance. Many Christians are wearing themselves out on this treadmill of self-promotion and achievement, unaware of what they are ultimately building their lives on shifting sand. Read that quote for a second. Does, any, does that resonate with anyone? I know I lived so much of my life on performance and trying to make others happy, trying to do well even in school or sports, which are all good things, but not knowing that sometimes that defines me. Even now as a 32-year-old pastor, if I'm not careful, I can let how many people come to a live define me or how well people like my sermons define me or, 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 or you know, the things that I do. And, and I always got to, I got to stop and think, whoa, am I, founding, am I finding my identity in this? Is this controlling me or am I controlling it? And when I read that quote, I thought about that. How many people do we know in corporate America just living to get rich? So many friends, and they're just on the treadmill and trying to go up higher and be influencers because they want power because there's an insecurity in their hearts and their lives where they're trying to look for something or someone to fulfill it. Can that resonate with you? I, I have an amazing girlfriend in my life, but if I'm not careful, she'll start to fulfill my identity, and I got to step back and be like, whoa, you're a blessing and I wouldn't want to live life without you, but you don't fulfill me. Jesus fulfills me. The things that have been given us as gifts and talents, that doesn't fulfill us, but Jesus does. And so I want to look at a journey tonight of who we are and what God says. I'm going to be sharing a lot of scripture because the truth will set us free and truth speaks to us. Um, so I'm going, to, I'm going to start ahead. But in John 14, 20, as we looked at last week when Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. Well, it doesn't stop there. Because in John 14, 20, it says this. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Think about that for a second. This is an amazing thing. Last week, Jesus says, you know the Father because I am the exact representation of the Father. When you hear my words, they're not my own words. They're the Father's words. When you see me, when you have a relationship with me, it's not just me, myself, but my Father who lives in me. And Jesus, what he's going on to say is, guys, I'm just not in my Father and he's just not in me. But we are also in you and you are in me. Think, listen to this scripture. Jesus actually prays for us and prays this over us. In John 17, it says this. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. And that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may that also be, may that also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you have given me, 
that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved me even as you, you is, have loved them even as you have loved me. So that's a, that's a lot of jumbling words. But what Jesus is saying is, guys, I'm not just in the Father and the Father's not in me. But when you guys ask Jesus into our hearts, when we ask Christ to come live within us, that he dwells in us and his Father who lives in him, they come, even another passage says, we come and we make our home within you. We make our home within you. And as I even try to start to pretend to try to tell us who we are in 20 minutes in a message, I felt like God wanted us to know, friends, we are not just these random human beings, but that he is in us. That just as the Father created and lived and loved Jesus, Jesus prayed it over us, that he loves us that way. And that when we ask Jesus into our hearts, if you've never done that before or if you have, as a little kid or as an adult, God promises to come and make his home within you. Let that sink in for a second. Because I think as we start to tap in to who we are, again, it comes back to the Father and who is he. But now who is he in me and who am I in him? I believe our, de- our identity is first understanding and believing who we are in him, and then our destiny is understanding and believing who he is in us. I'm going to say that again. I first believe our identity is understanding who we are in him. Pralav, who are you as a son of God in Jesus Christ? Then we figure out our purpose and our destiny and what we're meant to do in this life by understanding and believing who he is in us. Because it's a twofold, guys. It's not one or the other. That we are hidden in Jesus. Think about that. That, that, just, that blows my mind, and that's crazy. See, if you're anything like me my whole life, I've been asking myself that. Who is the real Ryan Otto? What am I meant to do with this life, Eric? What are we meant to do? Are we meant to make a difference? Are we meant to have this job? Who am I meant to marry? What am I meant to study? Where am I going to go to school? Where am I going to go to grad school? What am I meant to do? But the real question is, who am I? Who is the real Adam Davis? When people are looking and when no one's looking. I promise if you're new, I won't call you out. I'm calling out everyone I know. <laughs> That's why no one sits in the front. <laughs> um, think about that. Who are you? Who is the real Ben Pausa? I think about that question all the time. Not, not who Ben Pausa is. <laughs> who Ryan Otto is. That'd be a little weird. Ben, I love you, bro. But <laughs> He's like, man, I'm never coming back here. <laughs> but think about that, guys. Who are you? In Romans 6.11, it says this. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. So as we think about who we are, we know the truth that Jesus and God lives in us and that we live in them, that they make their home in us, that we're one. Jesus prayed it. I believe if Jesus prayed it, it happened. So that we are unified with the Father. That his blood runs through our, brain, our brains, our veins, <laughs> and you know, I didn't mess up a word last week, so you know I had to mess up a couple this week, right? <laughs> Brett's like, I've been praying for that. <laughs> when I asked you to pray for my messages, bro, I didn't pray, ask you to pray for that. Um, chinchilla, there we go. <laughs> hey, real recognize real half the people are like, what are you guys talking about? A couple of weeks ago, I was say, trying to say chihuahua when I said chinchilla somehow. So, you know, random thing, random words come out. Um, Man, what am I going now? <laughs> um, so, all right, back on track. Jesus, what are you saying? <laughs> so he's saying that, man, we are one with him. But now, okay, great. I believe that. Sweet. Well, but now he says that what, just like when we have babies or our parents had babies or our brothers and sisters have kids, when, when kids are born, there is a natural birthing process that we are dead to sin 
and we're alive in Christ. Because we are alive first in him and then him in us, we become new creations. We become new creations where the old is gone and new has come. Check this. In 2 Corinthians first, uh, chapter 5, it says this. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view, though we once regarded Christ in this way. We do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the, they are a new creation. The new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. I'm just going to stop right there for a second. Do you believe that you're a new creation? Because here's it is, guys. When I was 21 years old, I grew up in church. I went to church my whole life because my parents made me. Um, I started going to church on my own when I was in high school and I went to college. I was on this journey of trying to figure out if God was really real. But when I was 21, I took a risk. And I asked Jesus into my heart. And I asked him, God, I don't want to just know you up there as this God in the sky who looks down at me in a magnifying glass waiting for me to mess up. But I want to know you as a friend. I want to know you as a savior. And I ask you to help me be the man that you created me to be. And as I asked Jesus into my heart, something happened that I never expected. I started weeping. I started crying in this joy and this love that I'd been looking for in everything from everything that I did, everyone that I ever dated, any purpose of significance I ever tried to had, I found in him. It was something that I'd never experienced before. It was the greatest day of my life. But then as I kept living and I tried to live this new life out, it was much like a baby trying to learn how to crawl and then walk and then talk. I don't know if you guys remember that when you were that age, probably not, but you fall down a lot and then you get back up. And you have there to people, the people there to help guide you, to teach you, and to watch over you. And that's what family is so important about. But just as we ask Jesus to come into our hearts and we are literally made new in him, dead to sin, but made alive in Christ, we are a new creation, but there's a process that we need to walk out. And so if the enemy knows, because he is real, that he can't defeat you, he's going to come at you in your minds to try to make you think that you're not who you are. When I was trying to say the story about the chihuahua and, and I said chinchilla, I was using the example of a big dog being chased around by a little dog. If he knew the strength that he had, if he knew who he was, he wouldn't let that little dog make him afraid and chase him around. And the enemy will come at us and plant lies and try to make us think that we're not a new creation. To make us think, oh, you're not strong enough. You're going to fall back into those habits. Oh, you're still going to sleep with your boyfriend or your girlfriend. I don't care how many times you repent. You're not strong enough to do that. Oh, you're going to find yourself in drinking or drugs or getting straight A's because that's the only things that you've ever done. It's a battle. It's a fight. And it starts up here. But he says this, that you are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. And I believe that's the first thing the Lord really wants us to know tonight, guys. Again, I'm not going to sit up here or stand up here and act like I have it all together because I don't. But I'm on this journey with you. But when the enemy comes and when I start thinking and I'm getting down or sad or start finding my identity in other people or other things, the first thing i got to remind myself is this. I am a new creation in Christ. The old Ryan Otto is gone. Jesus died for him on the, on the cross. And when Jesus was made new, I was made new. And now I'm alive in him. And so I don't know if you've ever thought about that. But I pray the Lord speaks that into your heart tonight. That you are a new creation. I don't care what you did last weekend. I don't care what you did yesterday. That you are made new. That you are his sons and his daughters. He doesn't look at your mistakes or your failures or your sins. He looks at your heart. And he says, that's my kid. Yes, we make sins. Or yes, we make mistakes and, and we fall short. But he's there to pick us back up and help us learn from those mistakes to become better. Just like that kid that's crawling or trying to learn how to walk that falls. We don't yell at him for falling, do we? I hope you guys don't. <laughs> but you pick him back up. You look them in the eye and say, I love you. You hold their hand, and then you slowly let go. And you're there with them to guide them and to help them throughout the process.
It's the same way for us. So it continues and says, All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Raise your hand if you've ever been in an argument with someone you love. Anyone not raising their hand, I don't believe you. (laughs) I don't know about you, but most of my life I was an avid people pleaser. Um, It's always good. It's always fun when people like you, right? You know? Amen. Does people like when they like them? Yeah? Yeah? All right. (laughs) I'm like, geez, am I here by myself? (laughs) Um, But so when someone, you know, when someone especially close to you and someone that you admire or respect, um, and you guys get in maybe an argument or a disagreement, that's that's not, that doesn't make you feel good, does it? You know, if someone, you really got to be worried when you get in an argument and a disagreement and the pers- other person doesn't really care because then it probably shows you they don't really love you and respect you a ton. Um, usually it's when someone, you know, cares. It's like, all right, this is worth working out. Um, but it says this, that we have the ministry of reconciliation, that Jesus died for us on the cross. Yes, to make us a new creation, to make us alive in him but to reconcile us to God. That literally, just as we talked about last week, sin was in the way, but Jesus came to bring us home to the Father. He brings us home, but then he speaks our identity into us. He shows us who we are. Because if we don't know who we are, how can we live out our true purposes in this life? I don't want to be defined by a job. I don't want to be defined by how much money I make. I don't want to be defined by how, how, you know, fit I am or how much hair or lack of hair I have. <laughs> real recognizes real, right? I don't want to be defined by that crap. I don't want to be defined by how people think of me. I don't want to be defined on if I'm a good preacher or a good pastor. I'm not saying those things don't matter to me, but I want to be defined by who he says I am. And guys, in anything we're doing in life, anything meaningful, There's adversity. There's pushback. It's not meant to be easy. We aren't promised to have an easy life. But he promises to be with us in this life. And so something that we love so much to do it alive and that we love about the Holy Spirit because it's God the Father, Son, and the Spirit. And I ask him, Jesus, who am I? Who am I? Who is the real Ryan Otto? I remind myself what scripture says. And I say, God, I need to be reminded about who you say I am right now in the middle of this conflict, right now in the middle of this fear, right now in the middle of this sin that I've made over and over and over again. I need to be reminded and who I am and who you are in my life. And that's importance, guys, of doing this life with God. Reading in scripture but spending time listening to his spirit, listening to his truth. What does it say in the word? That the truth will set you free. Say it again. The truth will set you free. It's a truth of God in here and the truth of God that he speaks to you by his spirit. It's a logos word and the rhema word of God. And that's why it's so important to have a relationship with him. As we read the gospels, what did Jesus do almost 75%. He, he did signs and wonders. And what was the, most, the other thing that he did the most? Does anyone know? Anyone know? He spent time alone with the Father. It says he woke up in the early morning. He went to a lonely place to pray. The disciples, they just fed 5,000 people, right? And then he pieces out out of nowhere. No one, no one can find him. Where did he go? He spent time with the Father. What do you think those conversations was like that he spent time with the Father? Have you ever wondered that? Do you think he was just asking for GPS navigation of where to go and what to do next? I think that's important. We all need that in our life. I often think of this. When Jesus was baptized and he came out of the water, 
And there was a voice from heaven that came down and said, this is my beloved son who I love. Listen to him. I wonder if that just didn't happen, not just for the people, but also because Jesus needed to hear, hear, hear that. Because even though I know things up here, when temptation and adversity comes, when lies come, either from other people or the enemy, sometimes it's hard not to believe those things are true. And that's why we want to have community and friends and family that we know that will shoot us straight and be real with us. Listen to the word of God, but also listen to the voice of God and saying, God, who am I? Who is the real Ryan Otto? Who is the real Kyle Howard? Who are you when people are looking and when no one's looking? Because if we know who we are inside every day, it says a person without a vision will perish. How can we live a life that's meaningful, that will have a legacy that will last if we don't know who we are? And that's a daily journey of every day waking up and asking God, God, remind me who you are by reminding me who you are, who I am in you and who you are in me. As I was praying about today, I felt like the Lord wanted you to know two things. Someone gave me good feedback this weekend. They say, Ryan, you need bullet points. You need to remind us what you're speaking. So here's my bullet points. You know who you are. Um, first one is this. We are a new creation in Christ. I didn't really use a bullet point, but, you know, you get it. <laughs> Baby steps. I got to be me, right? I can't be who she wants me to be. <laughs> we are a new creation in Christ. I pray you remember that as you go to bed at night. Whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're facing, whatever adversity you're going through, we are a new creation in Christ. Naomi, how am I doing on time? Okay, great, thanks. Couldn't see you flashing your hands, so. Um, the other thing was this. I felt like the Lord wanted, wanted you guys to know that you are ambassadors of God. Does anyone know what an ambassador is? I don't know about you, but I didn't know what that was. Check this verse out. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. I did a little word study. Um, you know, the word ambassador was in scripture. First, in the, in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew word, it means an official represent, representative like of a king or of a government official, a diplomat. That we are ambassadors on behalf of Christ, commissioned by him. If you think about that for a second. If you guys are my friends and I ask you to go do something or go give money to someone or go on a journey and I'm paying for it and, I, and you're my representative, everything you do reflects me. When, I, when leaders come on for a live, I say, we don't just reflect the live college ministry, but we reflect our Vineyard Church. And I hope Vineyard Church reflects the big C church of Jesus Christ. But we have something that's bigger than ourselves for any athletes in the room. I believe that the name on the front of the shirt is more important than the name on the back of the shirt. That you are a vital person on that team, but you represent something bigger and greater than yourself. So what does the word ambassador mean? And why does God want you to know that today? I wonder if something if he wants you to know, Eric, is that you're a new creation, but that you represent and reflect him. Another, another uh, definition said that an ambassador is a messenger, a representative, a vessel of the one who sent him. And I don't know about you, but I'm not going to send someone to do something important and significant in my life if I don't trust them and have relationship with them. The most realest friends in your life you can be real with, right? You can have hard conversations with, right? The people that you can be real with when they upset you or rub you the wrong way, it probably shows you that you're close with them. I don't know about you, but people I don't know very well, I'm not going to tell them how, if they did something wrong. But the people close in my life, man, we don't hold anything back in love because we want the best for them. Because we trust each other. We represent each other. and We represent something more important and bigger than ourselves. So he goes on to say, that, I'm going to say it again. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. 
as though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So three things, friends. You are a new creation. You are ambassador for Christ. You represent and live this life for something bigger than yourself. And when we remember that, we are humbled, we are empowered, we, are, we, we can get passionate about each day we get to live. No matter what the cards are against us, no matter what job we have that we hate, no matter what relationship we're in or what we're going against, I believe every day we can live and say, I am living for a bigger purpose than myself. And I hope and I pray that we live our lives every day until the end of our days. And when we can't, that's when we look each other in the eye and say, I believe in you. And I believe the one that lives in you. Because, guys, it's a mindset. I don't want to be known by my job. I don't even want to be known by my family. I want to be known by Christ. And the ambassador and representative I am for him, with him, and in him on my good days and my hard days. That I live this life for someone greater than myself, for something greater than myself. That this isn't a job to me, but it's a calling. I'm blessed to get paid for this. I don't need to get paid for this. What about you? And then the third thing is this, that we are the righteousness of God. That you are the righteousness of God. What does that mean, you might wonder? that you have right standing with God through your faith in Jesus Christ, that you have been made right. Dr. Wardle, Terry Wardle goes on to say this, true Christian identity rests upon the rock-solid promise that we are the children of God. Discovering who we are in Christ unlocks an inheritance that is eternal, secure, and overflowing with transforming grace that changes our lives at the deepest level. That changes our lives at the deepest level. Unleashing amazing possibilities for life and ministry. God's promise brings the unshakable certainty that at the core of our lives, we are forever hidden in Christ. You know, I, I, look, I look at that passage where Jesus is in a storm, right? You guys know this story? He's in a boat, and there's a storm, and the disciples are freaking out. And they're saying, Jesus, how are you sleeping through the storm? How are, how are you not saving us? I thought you were God and could do anything. And I wonder if in that moment they felt a little forsaken, a little abandoned by God. Have you ever felt that way? But God, if you loved me, why would this happen? Where were you, God, if you loved me so much? Why would you let this happen? You said you were always going to be with me. You said I'm in you and you're in me. Where were you? Have you ever felt like that? But Jesus yet rested in the storm, and he got up and he said, you of little faith, do you not believe that we, that I am greater than the storm and I am with you? And friends, he promises. He doesn't promise this life will be easy. He says we will endure hardship, and that's why we need him. We need each other. And we need to be reminded of his truth. Because if the enemy can't defeat you, which he can't if you have Jesus, I believe that with all my heart, he's going to come at you with his lies and try to make you think that you're something that you're not. So will you believe that you are the righteousness of God, that you are an ambassador and you are a new creation? And when the adversity comes and the storms come, because they will, Will you remember who you are by remembering who he is? Will you watch this clip with me? You know my father? Correction, I know your father. I hate to tell you this, but he died a long time ago. Nope, wrong again. <laughs> He's alive, and I'll show him to you. You follow old Rafiki, he knows the way. Come on. Don't do it. Hurry up! Hey, whoa, wait, wait. Come on. Come on! 
That's not my father. It's just my reflection. No. Look hard. You see, he lives in you. Simba, you are more than what you have become. You must take your place in the circle of life. How can I go back? I'm not who I used to be. Remember who you are. You are my son and the one true king. Remember who you are. No, please, don't leave me. Remember. Father! Looks like the winds are changing. Ah, change is good. Yeah, but it's not easy. I know what I have to do, but going back means I'll have to face my past. I've been running from it for so long. Ow! <laughs> Jeez, what was that for? It doesn't matter. It's in the past. <laughs> yeah, but it still hurts. Oh, yes, the past can hurt. But the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. You see? So what are you going to do? First, I'm gonna take your stick. No, 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 no! Not your stick! Hey! Where are you going? I'm going back! Good! Go on! Get out of here! <laughs> Man, so much truth in that clip. I could watch that, man, over and over. Man, the past does hurt though, right? It's not easy to go back and face those things. But will we learn from it? And when we can't remember who we are because of storms and adversity, will we remember that we are not alone? Because as we remember who he is, remember who we are. So God, I just pray, Father, that you awaken our hearts, Holy Spirit. That just in that movie, Mufasa never left Simba, but he was alive in him. And it was his presence and his love in him that helped Simba be who he was created to be. And God, I thank you for that metaphor that we are not alone in this earth, that we are not alone in this journey of life, but that you are alive in us and we are alive in you. So God, I pray, remind us who we are. And then when the winds and waves come, remind us that we're not alone. That no matter how bad the storm is, you're right in the boat with us. God, thank you for being our father. Thank you for letting us be your kids. In Jesus' name.
deep water know that you will be with me when I'm standing in the fire no I will not be that felt alone in this life or you feel alone right now we just want you guys to know that you're not alone that you have God and you have us so we're going to have some coaches and have coaches or young adult leaders that are here and they're going to be on the sides and they would just love to pray with you let us come to you and connect with you faith by faith that the Lord would awaken our hearts to remind us who we are and who he is with us and in us no, guys, you aren't alone. You are alive for such a time as this.
close your eyes as the band sings this over you one more time. We just take a risk with me right now. Close your eyes and just raise your hands up to him. Just raise your hands up to him and sing this declaration of truth over, over yourself with the team. That I'm no longer a slave to fear. Yes, I am a child of God. I'm no Yes, I am a child of God. I'm no longer, and I'm no longer a slave to fear. Yes, I am a child of God. Sing it with all that you have. That I'm no longer a slave to fear. Cause I am a child.
Can we give God a shout of praise? He's so good. Come on. So I just want to say thank you for coming out tonight. You guys are awesome. And you know who's even more awesome is Jesus Christ. Right? He is so, so good. And so I just want to remind you of all the things that are going on. I'm not going to even list them all off, but you need to get connected. You need to get plugged in. I want to see you out there because we're going to do this family thing together. Like this, this is what we're called to. This is our identity in Christ. Like he made us alive for such a time as this that we can do this thing together. We can grow together. So I just want to say, Heavenly Father, thank you for another amazing night in your presence to do life together. God, to do your kingdom together. And Lord, I just, I just thank you so much for your goodness and your mercy every single day of our life. God, would you send us out with your, your grace and your favor on everything that we do, that God, as we go out into the world, knowing our identity, we would bring your kingdom everywhere we go. So God, we love you and we give you another night that we just praise your name. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You guys have a great night. Thanks for coming out.